Good afternoon. This is Dr. Sheila Pope, and thanks for joining me for my syndicated show, Conversations with Dr. Pope. Be sure to tune in Monday through Sunday from 2 to 3.20 on the DFW Den Gospel Radio Station. Let's talk. Today I want to talk about something that's like really near and dear to my heart right now because I'm going through it, and I'm telling you, I'm not the only one. Millions of small business owners are trying to find a home for their dream. Dr. Pope, what are you talking about? I'm talking about finding an office space. (laughs) Listen, every time I talk to my sister or my oldest son about me getting an office space, they tell me I'm going to die due to COVID because people are going to come in the building who have not taken all the proper protocols and I may get sick. Now, I love them dearly, both of them, because I know they're telling me I love you and we want you to be okay out there. But I have come to a decision in my life that I'm willing to risk it all (laughs) for an office space again. Now, what do I mean by it all? Meaning, you know, when you've had a bad experience, sometimes you allow that bad experience to overrule everything that's happening in your life. And today's show, I just want to encourage all of you out there who are like me trying to figure out how do you grow your your business from where you are. And, and then once you realize, like me, that you need the space, you need the space for several reasons, and those, those reasons outweigh your need to stay comfortable. Oh, yeah, today we're going to talk about it. Your dream can only be as big as your, your vision for it, your efforts you put into it. You can't grow something from a seedling. If you, you know, you know, I used to teach science and one of my favorite, I enjoyed doing was teaching kids with my old bean experiment. And most of you, your teachers probably, you know, showed you the bean experiment. You put your bean, like you can get a pinto bean or any one of your beans that you get like a dried bean. Uh, And, you know, I say that because most of us African-Americans We always got a bag of beans in the kitchen. (laughs) So anyway, take the beans. Uh, We usually use like a lima or a pinto bean, something that's kind of big. You take the bean, you wet a paper towel, you put the the bean on top of the paper towel in the windowsill. You know, every school normally has a windowsill. You need the light, right? And you teach about photosynthesis. You teach all these concepts while you're doing this experiment with the kids. And by the way, Everybody can do this experiment because even if their parents don't have a bag of beans, a teacher can afford to buy a bag of beans because there's so many beans in the bag, every child can have one. Okay, so that's another reason why we use that experiment. Well, let's think about leases and real estate. Well, real estate is not the same as a bunch of beans. You you know, everybody says location, location, location. So your your location. You know, my location for my experiment was the window seal. You put it there because you can open and close the blinds. You can control the light. 
Well, for your business, you need the same thing. You need a place for that doggone thing to grow. And I don't know, when I started off doing this, we would take, once the bean would get a little stem, right? It would start to get a little stem there, uh, an extension. You could see that the bean was actually having a little point that was growing out of it. It was extending. Well, when you saw that, you knew it was time to introduce it to some soil, right? And you needed a, we use clear cups, uh, the little see-through ones, not like the white grayish color, but the really clear see-through plastic cups. Why do you do that? Because you wanted the kids to see the root system. You wanted them to see how things break through the soil, right? Well, when you're talking about building your business, it's kind of the same thing. You have to put it in a location that's small enough to contain the seed and manageable for you to move it around for its purpose to, you know, to be there. So, right, you know, when I first started my business, I started at home. It was my cup, right? My little clear cup. And I was like, okay, I felt like I was ready to get out there and put it in a small office. And I did the right thing by putting it in the right office. But what I didn't do, I didn't research where. I did go to different locations um, in the city. I'm in Houston. I live in Pearland, but my business was in Houston. And I went and I, I looked for, okay, because the, the little science teacher is still in me. I would look for a place so I could have a view. I wanted to be able to see and dream and, and just like, okay, I'm here. I didn't look at functionality. I knew I needed a conference room because I would invite people there. I had planned to do some training for my DWI classes. I needed a conference room where I could hold the, the classes there. I was excited. But that's as far as, as far as my research went. I didn't check the culture of the building. I didn't check the lady who I worked with originally was really nice, but then she she switched out and another person came. So what you get from one management person may not be what you get from the next one. I didn't think that really mattered because after all, I'm in and out different times of the day and I don't plan to see the manager, right? Well, that's that was wrong. So when we're doing this science experiment, we're t telling the, our students, you know, hey, you have to put enough water there. You don't want to overwater. We tell them what to look for. We teach about prediction. We tell them, ask the students, like, you know, even when the bean is there, we ask, how many days do you think it will take before you see a stem or something growing out of the bean? We ask the students, um, once we put it in the, in the soil, how long do you think it's going to take for you to see something come out of the soil, right? For that stem now to go up out of the dirt, out, and you can see a actual, like, bean stalk or a little stem, right? A plant. You 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 teach children how to predict. We teach them they can take a ruler and how long is the bean, the bean? How long do you, how tall do you think it's going to be? You can do incorporate math. Well, I didn't, I didn't ask myself the right questions to get the best return on my investment. And you recall, I was telling you guys, I'm going to use return on investment because 
I was watching Nicole Walters, and I, I'm going to keep bringing it up because I love her. And on her show, she's the boss on USA Today. She said she was talking about something about uh, the kids going through the uh, uh, pickup line. And she said it's not the, they're not using the best return on their investment. And I was so happy to have a black woman say some of the same things that, you know, that I think about. And so, but when she said it, I said, you know what? I need to continue to use my business language in front of my children. And so I'm going to continue to use it on my, on my radio show and on my podcast, because sometimes we're not aware that we're not making decisions based on a return on our investment. And what kind of investment do you make when you get an office space? You invest your time, your money, your energy, your, you're changing your address on all of your paperwork. You know, it's important. It's important to have an address for your business because people will say, where's your business? I want to come over. I want to stop by. Um, okay. And if you're at home, you can't have people just random people just come by your home. It's limiting. Yes, it's great at first. You can put your business inside of your home. You have this cute little cup. It's okay. You can control the elements, how much light, how much sun. You can move it around if things don't work right. But sometimes when that bean starts to grow, you have to say, oh, it can only grow. The roots can only expand to the area in which you put it in. Sometime in order for the bean to get a little bigger, for it to bear fruit per se, you have to move it out that cup to a bigger space. So when I um, moved out in my last space, I picked a beautiful office space uh, around three or 400 square feet. I had a great view. It had a round beam in the middle of the thing. It didn't bother me as much. It was a very small office. I decorated it. I think kind of like a, it was a desk, some a chair, and I was happy with that because I didn't get very many guests. But it wasn't my ideal vision of what I wanted my office to look like. But I love being in the heights. I love looking down at the building, the rooftops. I found the perfect picture to go with the rooftops of my of where I was, and I could see downtown. And when I turned around, I could dream. My, my children loved it. It was just so tiny. And then an opportunity came for me to get the space next door, and I expanded. And that's where I messed up. I expanded too fast, and I didn't have enough money coming in to support that expansion. Now, could I pay the rent? Yes. I And, and then here's another thing I didn't do. I didn't think about when you get your office space, what is your plan? What is your budget to pay for the space? I had got a contract from Harris County. I assumed with that contract, I was going to be able to pay the rent. The expansion made sense. But that wasn't the case. I got the contract, and then I realized I had to also do some uh, compete with the other people who got the contract. And I understand that. I didn't even know that was a thing. So I, I didn't do enough research there. 
And then I did not think about if you want to keep this space without any extra effort, you're going to have to do some other work to get the to keep paying the rent without any problem. So what I did was I used my savings that I had to start the business. Of course, I said, I'll just use it to pay the rent, which was fine because I paid the rent. But what I'm saying is that I didn't generate any revenue to pay the rent. There's a big difference right there. See, you can budget for an office space, but you need to think about what are you going to do? Will that space generate revenue? Is it whatever you're doing in that space, will it pay for itself? I didn't ask myself that question, but this time I asked myself, okay, Sheila. Yeah, I didn't I know Dr. Pope. This is one of them Sheila conversations, you know. <laughs> and I'm not talking to myself in third person. I'm saying what I had to do this round was go back to what I learned from my last lease. I loved my space. And when my year was up, I left the place. Towards the end, I had some problems with the management, but it was a good lesson learned. And now I know better. I know what to ask myself. I know now to say, look at the utility of the, of the space. What do you plan to do with the space? How, and, and believe it or not, the, the, the climate of the building tells you a lot about what you can do. Also, they have rules and you need to ask. I did not ask the business office when I moved into my last space in the Heights. I didn't ask them. Can I film in this location? I assumed I could put my camera up and film as long as I didn't film people. I felt like that was fine. Because I know as a, a producer, you have to get permission for people to get to use their likeness, their images, their voice, all of that. You can't just put people in your productions, okay? You have to have things in writing, and people still can change their mind. But anyway, I thought I had covered that. Guess what? I didn't ask that question one day I was filming and I was told by management, you can't film in here. I didn't understand why, because I felt like anything I showed in there was an extra to make people say, hey, where's that office space? I want to move in over there. But that's not how they saw it. And I didn't ask that before I moved in. That was not good on my part. Then the next thing um, I didn't do a good job of is really thinking about who was my client that would be coming in and out of that business? Why? Why is that important? Because if you don't have a bus stop somewhere near, that may not work for all of your clients. If a lot of your clients use the bus, they don't have cars, then you are putting yourself in a in a you know a tight spot. I also didn't look at how I, I will tell you this. Do you know some people don't feel comfortable coming into high-rise buildings? Not, not just about the elevator. I'm talking about, like, I noticed that there were many African-Americans coming in out their building every day, but they were coming because there was a doctor's office in there. And I assumed that well, if they come there for that, they're coming for other things. But that's not true. I realized uh, many of the people that came to my office were kind of like, oh, this is nice. This costs money. Mm. So I was, I was like, okay. I, I'm expensive. So why? And, and again, my office space was not expensive. It was very reasonably priced. But the connotation that people felt 
when they came into the city made them think, mm, can I afford you? And guess what? If you are in a location that if you're serving people who have modest incomes or whatever, if they walk into that space, some people have a good reaction like, yes, this girl means business. And the other ones have, mm, she's going to be too expensive. Some just didn't feel comfortable in the area. And then I didn't realize until uh, it was, you know, I was into the building that I did not look at um, how other people in the building would feel. See, I, I walk into spaces and I'm so used to being the only black person in a building, the only black person in a room, the only woman in a room. I'm so used to that now. It doesn't faze me. I, I walk in and I'm just like, okay, hello. How y'all doing? I'm going to still be old country Sheila Pope. All right. But I'm comfortable in that. I've been the only one. And since I was probably in the seventh grade in my classes. So I walk around with that kind of comfortable feeling in my skin but guess what? All of your clients may not feel that comfortable in their skin. And when we can detect that there are some people giving you like, you don't belong look, it definitely impacts your business. And I did, I did not even think about that. I didn't think about so many things because I was looking at my comfort my style, my taste, because I'm going to be in this office day and night. And then I realized "Mm, you have to do a better job of finding what works for you. Parking. Yeah, you may think, well, parking is no big deal. But in that little office space, parking in the morning, if you wanted to park near the building, was a little tight. Then you have to go in the head of extended garage parking, which was fine. But again, at night, being a female, don't want to walk catch the elevator, go down, go through the garage, you know, by yourself and all of that. Well, that was another thing that I found to, that I didn't look at. I, I needed to think better about that. Parking was one, how people felt going in at the building, how the office was perceived, the space. The space was great for just me, but I could not do anything when I wanted to serve children. And part of my business is a STEM and liberal arts academy. How can you serve kids or children in a building where you never see children? The, that was another misnomer. See, I made so many mistakes in looking at utility that I now know for my house this time, for my business location, I needed to have a a real clear vision of what I needed. I needed to go through and say, what will help you make money? What will help you get the best return on your investment? And so I'm hoping that by me talking about this and sharing it with you today, that you start thinking about this too. Some of you, I know there are women, especially who are thinking, I want to take my business outside of my home. Especially those of you who cook, who bake, and everything else, you you need that space. But I, I've been hearing, you know, finding a commercial kitchen is kind of difficult. Um, you know, the the money, the ingredients, to trying to get things, the distribution points. You have to look at a lot when you're dealing with food, right? 
um, cause it's, it's, it's a whole new game with permits is I do film production and I'm also an educator. I can do my education online or face to face, but I realized something. I needed a space for that. I needed a space because I work with ex-offenders also. And when you're working with ex-offenders, no one knows what, who is an ex-offender. First of all, by just looking at them. Now, now, don't get me wrong. I know you're going to say, Dr. Pope, sometimes you can't tell, <laughs> you know, all the tattoos. But now, because everybody's wearing tattoos, you can't tell if the person's a baller or just, you know, uh, been in uh, Aryans and all that kind of stuff. Their, their tattoos tell you who they are. Gang members have certain tattoos. Uh, so I, I just want to be real clear. Yeah, there are some some things that you can look for. But I'm saying on your everyday average Joe or lady female who's who's been incarcerated, you can't just tell that. So I was okay with the fact that I didn't know uh, what I what I was uncomfortable with is you have to think about when you're working with because I you know I, I you have to know what the population type that you're working with. But one of the things I wanted my clients to feel was that they could come come in um, and, and you know, again, come to my office. But I also wanted to be able to have more um, confidentiality or, or have the ability that when my clients came in, you know, people couldn't hear through the walls. Well, in my office, I realized you can hear through the walls. It was, I mean, very, very, you can hear almost everybody's conversations. And a lot of people like that open office experience, but I had an office with a door and I wanted to be able to keep my clients' conversations uh, quiet. I, I talk kind of loud, so I, I had to really work on having my inside voice. But again, I'm just saying, sometimes you know you want, if you have people who have background information. They don't want everybody to know. I wanted to film and tell their stories. They had to feel comfortable sitting down and talking to me. Um, and and that everybody can hear that conversation. That's not what you wanted. Also, I just I just knew if I felt uncomfortable some days when people looked at me, I could imagine if they came in, you know, some guys came in there with sagging pants and, you know, the whole stereotypical young you know, black and Latino image might be a little too much for the people in that building. So that was something that I, I also realized. I needed to be in a spot, in a location that my clientele would be comfortable. They would be able to get off the bus line, come in, dress who they are, be who they are, come in my building, leave out the building, be able to talk to me in confidence and, and, and their business not get out because you can't hear my conversations with them. I needed that. I'm a counselor also. If I'm if I was doing counseling services, would I want someone to hear about my uh, my client's personal business? No. So I just realized mm, that wasn't the best location for that. And here's the other one. That was big though. But when you start realizing if you can't do the things that you do in your building, so for example, the children, I had no sink. Then there was a bathroom you had to have a code for. Um, 
And if you forgot the code, oh my God, you know, these are things that, yeah, when I moved in, I was like, oh, this is so nice. You got a code for the bathroom. Everything seems great because you're thinking security for you, but you're not, it's also saying keep out for others. Uh, when my children came, and if they couldn't remember the code, it was always a problem going to the restroom. When my children came in the office, I would notice that other people was kind of looking at them. Why? Because there was no space for them. That was not the building for them. Doctors and lawyers and insurance people did not see themselves doing business with little children running around in the office space. That was the other part. I'm a mom. I'm a mom who has small children. Now they're bigger, 12. Uh, Matthew will be 12 on next Friday. Oh, my God. So I have two 12-year-olds and now a 10-year-old and a 22-year-old. And he wasn't 22. He's like 18, 19, somewhere around there when I got the office space. So I need a building where I can walk in and have my children have can go in another room they can eat. They can watch tele- television. I had television and everything in there for them. But again, we're talking about when I expanded, they were able to go to the other room. And basically, I was paying for a space for them, basically. And that was wisdom. So I now know what I need. And so one day I was watching this video of uh, one of the black doctors from uh, Marriage and Medicine. I can't think of her name. She was showing her office space. And you can follow her in and you can see where she had her clients sit on the, like, uh, I don't know what it's called, waiting table. But, you know, where you go in and you sit on a little table for them to provide you care. And then they sit in the chair in front of you and they ask you questions. She was she had a device for that. And then she went in another space and she said, this is for when my kids come in here. And I said, Eureka, Eureka, that's what I need. I'm a person, I have to see it before I know what I'm expecting, right? I I know it in my head, but I got to see it. So when I saw that, I said, okay, God, thank you. Now that's what I need. I need one office space with a space to do work in, a space to have for my kids. If they came in, that space can be used for filming. That space can be used for training. You see, it can have multiple uses, but then I would also have my own office space. So if I invited a client in there to talk, sign contracts, all that privately, that can be done in there. And then we can proceed into other areas. And I realized that was what I needed. Well, I realized I had to look at that per square foot. And and in real estate, they sell you space per square foot. So it's $8 a square foot, $11 a square foot, right? I don't know about most of you. I got. I don't want to say this, but maybe men get it a little bit better than we do. They know how. Like, okay, well, you know, this is going to be so many square feet this way, and so many going that way, and uh, that's not my strength. That's not my strength. I know this: low square footage price stay in my budget. Yeah, that's what I learned. So now I know. When you get a space, you need to have a budget. So if they say to you, Dr. Pope, which I, my realtor, I secured a realtor. I didn't do that the last time. I was the person that went on my own to different locations and I got out and I looked. 
Now I went to I I went to office spaces, and and I'm gonna say this: these are great spaces where you go into a space like a box of property or uh, Regis. Where they um, what's the one down uh, Westheimer? I can't think of the name of the space, but work these workspaces where they like collaborative. Like what I mean by that, you pay two hundred and something dollars a month not including parking, you go in there and you can work at a table twice a week or whatever. You're never in your own little office. You're paying for the space, the ability to go sit at a table in that space. And you're not expecting to have people coming for office meetings and that stuff because you're not getting that. (laughs) You're paying for the address and the time in the space. So it's kind of like a timeshare. Yeah, think about it that way, like a little timeshare. If you want to offer space and you pay more, and even in that, you might be sharing that space, like $600, and you're sharing that office space. And then there's somewhere you have this complete privacy. You have your own personal space, and you pay more. And that's okay if you're just doing, I say, paperwork. You're coming in, you're publishing a book. You can do that from there. Right, you don't need a whole lot of space. You just need the address. Okay, we're gonna stop for and take a little break, right quick. Good afternoon. This is Dr. Sheila Pope, and thanks for joining me for my syndicated show, Conversations with Dr. Pope. Be sure to tune in Monday through Sunday from two to three twenty on the DFW Den Gospel Radio Station. Let's talk. Yeah, I realized that my needs are very clear now. I needed a place where I can have a view, an office window. I wanted to make sure that I could control, I can make sure that um, the conversations or uh, the walls are soundproof. <laughs> Meaning, you're not going to have it where you can't hear anything. But I'm saying, I don't want where you can just sit here and listen to everything I say in my office next to your office. Um, and, and I wanted a place where my kids, my family could come and be there if I had something going on, they were okay to be in the office. Uh, But I also wanted an office, it it didn't have to say fancy, but it needed to say it's a business. It needed to say you're safe when you park your car here in my business. You know, there are some areas that may have cheap real estate, but you you like, "Mm, no, I cannot get out the car. I don't know where you have me, but I'm not getting out. I don't feel comfortable. I don't want to be in an office space that looks like that either. You know, I want the environment to say people are welcome. They can come in. You're okay if you park your car and get out. (laughs) So I learned a lot from that last incident, my last um, lease space. And I realized something too. You know, let's again, going back to my plant analogy. Once you're out there, and you have your own space, it is a different, a storefront is respected different in the business community. I don't care what people tell you. Do not let people tell you that a home-based business has the same amount of respect as a storefront. It doesn't. Pearland didn't even give any money for home-based businesses. People don't take them seriously. They don't offer ribbon cuttings for home-based businesses. Okay, unless your home has an extension, right? Like a real there are a lot of um, cosmetology, what am I, hairstylists. 
they can do work from home. They can have a whole half of their house just designated the hairdryer. They have a, a separate entryway. I mean, that works for that world. But there are just some businesses you can't do at your house. I can't work with ex-offenders in my home. I can't have counseling sessions with people in my home. I need to be out. I can do online school from home. But after that, it's hard to do anything else I want to do outside of my apartment. That's just not feasible. So I have to have a space. I can't grow a business from the see-through cup anymore. You have to know, do you have to have a business, a storefront to do what you do? And if so, what is your budget for that? I'm going back to budget because I talked about this square foot and price. You have to know that you can afford to get that office space for so much money. And and, and I won't read this to you because I was reading an article in the New York Times. No, excuse me, Wall Street Journal. And I thought, now this is just me. I thought, well, surely... Now, due to COVID and everybody was moving out of their, of their storefronts, it would be a easier task to find a location. Well, like I said, this time I got a realtor. He's helping me find space. And I love that because he's doing the legwork and I can use my time to continue moving and doing what I'm doing. And again, I didn't do that last time. I was so excited. I'm still excited about this move, but I know now it's going to take a little bit more time because I don't have a lot of money. My budget is small. I was reading the article in the Wall Street Journal and it was uh, talking about, it's called COVID-19, clobbered Manhattan, lower rents could seed recovery. And it it shared the story of this couple who uh, bought a space in Manhattan in the downtown area, um, and they got it for, you ready? Listen to this rent, $5,500 a month, and they got it for five years. Now, I don't know about you, but whoo, when I saw $5,500 a month, whoo, man, are you kidding me? No, I can't do that. You, if you ask me if I'm paying five thousand a month for rent in an office space, you better ask me where's my home address too, because I'm living there. <laughs> I mean, the kids and I, we are residents, okay, in that office space. So that's not wisdom for me. And some of you, you need to ask yourself truly, what can you sign a lease for? That means if you don't make a dime and you commit to that five-year plan or three-year plan or one-year plan, you owe them that money irregardless. Yes. So you have to pay them. So what I figured, I have to look at that $5,000 that they're talking about a month, that's like what I want to pay a little bit more than that, rather, for the year. Yes. My budget is $650, and that's at the top line of it. I'm I'm probably more comfortable with $500. Where can you find a storefront, Dr. Pope, for $500 to $650?
That's why I got a realtor. Those other spaces I was talking about, I can find those like the, the workspace, collaborative spaces. I can find those real easy. But I'm talking about where I actually control the opening and the closing of the door. Um, I park. It may not be a fancy, fancy area. I, I asked to be in an area where there's a uh, mixed race, a diverse group of people. I, I was okay with being in a low socioeconomic area, meaning, you know, I'm not paying $20 a square foot. Mm-hmm. I'm like more like $8 a square foot. Yeah, I'm in that price point. And am I okay with that? Yes, because see, I know now what it takes. And I know that when I stayed in my office for that whole year, I loved it. Now, and I also know I don't want to sign at least for five years. That's a long-term commitment I'm not willing to make. I would like to sign at least for a year, maybe two. And and I know this to be true from reading uh, my, one of my favorite books I talked about on the show, Sam Walton's Made in America. He talks about the idea he didn't believe in leasing spaces because of the incident he had when he had leased the space, his business was doing very well, and the lease, the leasee, the leaser, whatever, the person that owned the building decided they were not going to renew the lease with him. And they basically took his idea, his business spot, and just capitalized on it and kept the business going there. Now, it, it didn't come out to be like Walmart, but it taught him a valuable lesson about when you're dealing with leases. So I'm saying, I know, I'm not willing to make someone else rich for the next five years. When I'm in a better position, I like to maybe buy me a building, right? That would be the ultimate goal. But right now, I'm not in that position. But one to two years, knowing that I, I have to pay the $500 or $600 a month, I'm okay with that. Because that's money I know I can earn via my trades, either selling online classes, uh, tutoring, whatever it takes, I can earn that money to pay the space. If it doesn't generate any revenue, I still can generate revenue outside of that building space. And that is what I realized I had to ask myself. And so I'm going to encourage you to think about this. Now, the reason I like the article, because they talked about the fact that it says uh, in the article, again, the Wall Street Journal, it said the the people, the, the husband and wife team said the rent was so low that the uh, Barris decided they could afford to run a sit-down restaurant rather than just delivery. They opened a meat and bread in January, serving American fare influenced by New York's diverse cuisines. And they say they still can't believe the deal they struck with their landlord. A five-year lease with the monthly uh, rent of $5,500 that was barely half what the previous tenant paid. And four months were free. We were not expecting him to say yes, to be honest, with that location in Manhattan. Now, listen to that. These people, that, that meant the people before them were paying 10000 a month for that location. When you go out here and you're talking about negotiating for your rent space, if you don't know anything about negotiating, I say get a realtor. Get someone uh, that has experience, that that don't that they're not, okay, they always tell you for your team, 
You get people who are smarter than you. You get people who are knowledgeable. So if you know you don't know anything about negotiating a, co- a, a commercial lease space, then get an attorney that has specialization in uh, real estate or get a realtor and let them tell you of the price points in the community, in the area that you're looking in. Let them tell you the previous rent. See, you got to have the knowledge of what the other person was paying. So you can even see if you're getting a deal. Sometimes people tell you, I'm going to let you have it for this price. And you think, oh, that sounds good. But that's not even a discount because you don't know. So I'm saying get professional help when you're looking for a storefront. Okay? Then check the price point and what's reasonable for that area. $10,000 a month versus $5,000, that is a big difference. But if you can't afford $5,000 a month, don't go signing a lease for that. And also, as my realtor was telling me, you have to ask what is included in that rent price. Now, the, my, my price point I'm looking at is $8 max per square foot, and I want 1,000 square feet. My building, my other office was 300, almost 400 square foot. So I can see and picture how small that is. And I know I need more space, right? I need more space. And I need a space that I'm going to be in because I'm going to be there. I'm not changing addresses. I'm not going back to home-based business. Because once you get your clientele to know where you are and you get them coming there and you get to have an events and stuff there, you you and you're offering more and more services there. You don't want to leave. You don't want to leave. But you need to look at this thing as a long-term decision. This is not something you wake up one day and say, oh, I'm going to get an office space. No, I've been missing my office space for the last year. My children, mom, you need your office space. Listen, when I do my podcast, I have to do my radio show in the morning when they're asleep or in late at night when they're asleep or when they're away and at home there's a thousand distractions. Um, it's so much harder to focus when you're in your home environment. But it's not just that. I know I need space for others to come. My business is my ministry. So I need a corporate office. My home office is great, but I need a corporate office. And I'm ready to step back out there again because I know now what not to do. I didn't know these things. Also, from the article, I thought this was very interesting that, you know, we talked about COVID. My sister was looking at, well, she saw COVID like as, oh, this is an opportunity for you to have people coming in and not not um, protecting myself. I looked at COVID as, hey, people came out of those office spaces, those storefronts due to COVID. Now, this is a great time for me to go in. Yeah, because now that they say location, 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 I thought I would get a better location. And then my realtor told me, he said, it doesn't matter. In Houston, they always try to charge you a lot of money. So I said, oh, okay. So maybe... That was a misnomer to think on my part that due to COVID, people will be working with you on the rent. It's not true so far, he said in Houston. Now, again, I only have one realtor 
And I'm not talking to a lot of people yet who are looking for office space. But I'm saying to you, if you're like me and you're thinking, well, gee, it should be easy to find a building now that COVID's, uh, you know, we're having this issue with COVID. Think again. Some people, just like you have faith, they have faith that people are going to pay the full value. Oh, and also he made a good point. Those who lost money due to lease spaces and stuff, people walking out on the leases, they're trying to make that money back up. And you may be the person that they're expecting to pay that extra extra fee. They, In other words, they're raising the rent to make up for the lost revenue that they've experienced. So, you know, just keep that in your back pocket that, that we're thinking, hey, this may be the best time to go look. Well, the people who own the property are saying, yeah, please come on over here, but you might pay more than I would have charged no Joe because, hey, I need to get this money. I'm lacking. I hope that's not always the case, but let's be real. Also, the taxes and stuff like that, you know, we they said falling rental income uh, can also help with tax assessments. Listen, I, I'm going to say this about this PPP money. Many of you, you were looking at uh, maybe your home office, so you were looking at the rent you paid here. But remember, when you go out there and you get back into a storefront, uh, I don't know how long we're going to get this assistance from the government, but the PPP loans were also designed to help you with your rent and storefront uh, prices. So just be mindful that right now there is money out there to help you, to help sustain this. But I'm not going to, my concept is I'm not looking at PPP loans and that to sustain my office budget. I'm saying I have a clear direction that when I get this office space, I'm paying for it for a year to two years, and I'm going to work. If I have to work, uh, do an extra assignment or something like that to get the money, I will. I teach it at TSU as an unjunct for money. I will continue to teach if I need to at another school just so I know I have that rent, rent money covered because I do not plan to go back home again. I like having a space. And I think I know for my business, I need it. But you have to ask yourself that very honestly. Do you need a space or is it about ego? Do you need a space to grow your vision, to house your vision? Or do you need it to make you feel like you're doing a, you have a real business? It's a big difference. I'm not trying, I know now, to pick a location, not so I can look at the rooftops and see downtown and dream. No, I need a place that I can make money. I can get the best return on my investment. That I want to have clients coming in and out that building that I can make money from. I told uh, Viria, she wants, she was going to work with me uh, with my um, Next Move reentry program. And she was like, well, I thought we can do this. And I said, Viria, if they're not paying, then I'm not having them in the building. I'm not trying to do charity work. Listen, I work in the community and I give my time in the community. But when people want to uh, use my services, then they have to pay me. And, 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 you know, I just feel like when people come to your office and they look at you and say, 
oh, well, why are you charging this amount of money? Don't, you're the wrong client. If you walked in, you parked your car in front of my door, you rode up the elevator, you said, oh, Dr. Pope, I love your office space. Don't ask me why I charge you $150 for a consultant fee. It's paying for the space. It's paying for your access to me. And, and that's so important. So I want to be able to serve my clients. I want to be able to serve and have bigger things for our boss ladies. I, you know, I'm so grateful because when I work with boss ladies, Tony and I, Tony is the CEO of uh, Cruises by Tony. She's also one of my good friends. We would exchange. She was so kind. I would host my event at her office space, right? And she would uh, not have to pay for the, the tickets or whatever. That was wonderful for me. We worked that out. But I was on Tony's schedule. Um, I, I also did try to do a partner arrangement with the Black Firefighters Association. And everything was okay, I thought. And then they had the COVID. Then someone broke into the doggone building. They had to redo things. The, the president got a little nervous, I guess, about opening the space to the community. So I wasn't ever able to have any events over there. I was hurt, but I understood it. But I didn't like it. And I realized after that space, I said, no more of this. Another guy I met from the community, he said, oh, you can come over here and have an office space. I said, well, when do I get a key? Oh, you don't get a key. Well, how much do I owe? Well, you pay what you want. That's not business. That's not business. If it's not in writing, if it's not a contract, I did not have anything in writing with the firefighters. I did not have anything in writing with this gentleman uh, from this other community thing. And I realized I just have to have things in writing. I'm sorry. You have to have things in writing. Now, my lease that I had in the Heights, that was through an a organization. I had a lease. I, um, everything was legally right and tight. That's what you need. Don't let people talk you into coming into their space and you're subletting their office space and you don't have that lease in writing because if they stop paying their rent, you're out. And I, we've seen, I've seen that with some of my friends. They were going to get this office space. The people didn't pay their rent, but you expected her to pay you rent? You got, we got to be extra careful out here of the shysters. That will take your, your vision, your, your dream to have your office space, and they will trample over it with greed. I don't know if y'all saw Sheila Jackson Lee. She was outside on the steps of the doctor's hospital. People, The doctors were paying their, their rent, and the, the people who owned the, the mortgage company was not paying the people who owned the building. Yes. So they got evicted. And they were evicted after they had been paying rent. And then they couldn't serve their clients. What a horrible thing. Now, Sheila Jackson Lee is trying to find the LLC that owns the building. It's ridiculous. So I'm just saying to you, you have to know you're getting yourself into the, a legal, uh, that's, that's legally, uh, a space that's legally available to rent. Make sure you have your copy of your lease. 
Make sure you're keeping receipts that you're paying your rent on time. Make sure you're paying utilities or whatever else they say you need to pay because I found out the hard way. Dealing with commercial property is different than dealing with your residential property. So you need to, you know, again, consult a realtor, consult a real estate attorney before you sign anything. Make sure they read it just so in case, you know, just to make sure you're doing the right thing. Um, and I, I'm not speaking fear. I'm just encouraging everybody. Man, I'm so glad I had the, op- the opportunity to lease the space. That's why I'm ready to go back out there. But I also learned a lot of things that you can do that can go wrong. I I used to also, too, get so caught up on trying to compare my stuff with someone else's. And I'm realizing, listen, God has a journey for you and your business. And like I said, with the seed, you're going to, every bean in a bag is the same bean, right? It's a bean, it's a bean, it's a bean. They're all lima beans or whatever. But once you start putting the water, the light, and all these other variables get added, that's what determines how, how well the bean grows. Those are the other ingredients that you, as a business owner, are going to bring into your business. You can be in a place that somebody else says, oh, my God, I'd never get an office space over here. But if God's telling you to go there and you got complete peace, you feel comfortable and you know that's your spot, everything is lined up, the budget, all that, the legal paperwork is in place, you you trust God and you move forward. You have to know that T.D. Jakes talked about he was in the storefront for a long time for his first church. He said people would just pass it up and he was proud of his space. You have to remember, you we have to start where we start. And it may not be like your friend's first office space, but you just know it's where God has you planted so you can be your very best. And it may not be a lifetime of planting there. So don't don't sign your life into a five-year lease if you know you are not willing to give five years to that location. I'm going to do a year to two, three at the most. And Again, I I know that I'm saying in addition to my rent on my apartment, uh, because I'm trying to get a home now, in addition to mortgage, whatever, you got to pay your mortgage uh, rent, uh, mortgage, Lord, the loan, and you also have to pay your lease space. So you have to figure that into your budget, your household budget. Yeah. Your living budget. It, it can't be, oh, well, that doesn't, I didn't include the, the mortgage. I mean, I didn't include the mortgage and the rental space. No. If you say I can afford $1,400 a month and your mortgage or your apartment is $1,200, that only leaves you with $200 for office space. So you got to be very, very realistic. So what I've done is make sure right now what I've been doing is paying off my other debts. The car note, getting that out the way. Um, any loans, anything else I had out there, getting those out of the way. So I, uh, I paid off my credit cards. Why? So you can have all of that money now free to go over to this office space because you have to make room in your budget, right? 
for this new debt because that's what it is. It's debt. Yes, it's an investment. But if you're not getting a return on it, it's debt. Until you are making enough money from that business to pay the rent and you got surplus, it's still a debt. And you have to look at it that way. And you have to know and be honest with yourself and say, okay, I'm getting ready to take on, in my case, five to six hundred something dollars extra a month. I have to have revenue to pay for that. And if you already overextended in your personal budget, you're not ready for office space. You might want to do that $200 thing a month until you can get to the next level. I know that I looked and said, oh, I'm paying, uh, like I was paying $98 a month for something. I just got that down to 23. I said, oh, let me down downsize that. Let me, I'm looking at everything I'm paying for right now to see what can I trim up, get rid of, that will give me money to add back to what I need is for my office space. So don't forget, you have to trim your, you have to, you have to look at your budget. You have to look at your location. You have to know what you plan to do. You have to be very honest and, and get some professional help being a realtor or a real estate attorney. And you also need to, you know, pray about it before you do anything. When you go, I think there should be a sense of peace when you get ready to sign that paperwork. If something is rattling your cage, if you, you can't, you wake up in the middle of the night and everything looks good, don't sign. That, that's, that may be you and God having a conversation with you saying, Mm-mm, something may not be right. And if, if, if the space is not for you, if something happens and it changes, you don't get it, just know God has another space for you. The space the guy told me about the other day, he said, Dr. Pope, that was no longer available. I said, okay, I moved right along because I didn't lose no money over that. I'm, I hope that this a conversation today on, you know, where do you store your dream? <laughs> where do you put your house for your dream business? I hope it helped you think about some things that will help you move forward strategically, help you move forward um, in faith that don't let anyone tell you you don't need a space when you know you do. Don't let anybody tell you COVID-19 is that you're going to die in your office space. Don't let that kind of conversation get you. Trust God in all of your decisions. But no, do know that what you sign your name to, you owe. Do know that you need to be with reputable people because some of these people out here are not quite right. And sometimes you just don't know until you get out here with them. All right, well, I want to encourage you guys to think of sponsorship. Sponsor me. Use my show to help promote your stories, help tell your stories about your products and services. Also, don't forget, join me on my Boss Ladies Professional Network app. Oh, my God. Google it. You put Boss Ladies Professional Network. I think it's under Mighty Network. Click on it. You can join the app for $9.99. I'm hoping to have more of these direct conversations with you guys. Um, Also, just, you know, again, Let's continue to move forward. Be productive and have a great day. 
And thank you for joining me on Conversations with Dr. Pope. Conversation with Dr. Pope is produced and hosted and written by Dr. Sheila Pope.